listening to California Family House. I mean, House of Family, rather. And good evening to California. Good evening all around the globe tonight. Pillars of Wealth, good evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening. God is awesome. Good evening to the Kingdom Castle. Good evening to Ireland. Good evening. Good evening. House of Recovery. Stracker House. Gold House Extension. How are you guys doing? Tottenham. Good evening. Swanley. God is good. State House. Woodford. Guilford. Good evening to the storehouse. Nice shirt. Thank you. <laughs> House of Medics. King of Kings. We crown you. Lord of Lords. Yes, you are. You are good. Give me the wordings, please. Good evening, still at West Hampstead. You reign upon your throne, yes, Lord. You reign upon your throne. Your mercy, your mercy overflows. You are glorified. Yes, you are glorified, you are glorified. We crown you, King of Kings. We crown you, Lord, we crown you. You are glorified. Yes, you are glorified. You are glorified. You reign upon your throne tonight. You reign upon your throne. Yes, your mercy, Lord, your mercy overflows. Yes, you are, you are glorified. You are glorified, you are glorified. Oh, we love you, Jesus, tonight. Come and worship with me tonight. Is your name, your name, your name is, your name, your name is Bar. A strong tower makes me say, Oh Lord, oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name, your name, your name, your name is strength. Yes, your name, your name is power. A strong tower 
tonight we thank you for the entrance of your word that gives light and understanding to the simple we give you praise Jesus oh we honor you father yes Jesus yes Jesus we bless you tonight we bless you Lord there is no one like you Jesus
This is the air I breathe Your holy presence Living with me This is my daily bread This is my daily bread Your very word Spoken to me This is the air I breathe This is the air I breathe Your holy presence Living in me This is my daily bread This is my daily bread Your very word Spoken to me And I confession tonight we are lost without the word but we thank you for the word that you've been sending us over the last few years and months and days and hours we receive the engrafted word of God with faith we thank you for the entrance of this word we thank you because we are teachers of the laws of the most high so therefore tonight, Father, everyone for whom you've ordained this word, O oh God, let it become clearer to us. We rebuke every distraction and every thought of the heart that takes us away from attention to the word. In Jesus' name, and we all say amen. Amen and amen and amen. Good evening, everyone. How are you all doing again tonight? Daily bread, of course. Where do we start from tonight? We have one hour. Let's try. We'll make the one hour one night. Let's see. Where do we start from tonight? I was talking about the walk and the walk yesterday. 
I do not believe that by flesh you can comprehend everything that is said for hours. Yesterday was about three hours plus, a little bit over three hours. Um, and many nights I've been at least two hours. So I don't think the head can retain because it's not about retention. It is about activating something in our spirit and being ready for a season that God has proposed for us. He actually preordained, he predetermined this. The predetermined counsel of God is what God reveals when the time comes. So when you hear the word, what is happening to you is that God is revealing his predetermined counsel over your life to you. He's telling you what he thought before you even grew to that stage. So what do you do at that stage in order to understand the word? You receive it. You receive what he's saying. So sometimes you don't have a complete understanding of what is being said, but he's showing you. And it will pick some things from that word. And it will reveal it to you specially. That's the born again experience. You remember we were talking about this yesterday. Because he had predetermined it. So for my own life, 20, 2005 was predetermined by God. He's predetermined it. It exists in his counsel, the counsel of his will. Certain things that we cannot do much about. So I believe tonight, 23, 12, 2020, is predetermined by God for you to hear something tonight and so what i have to do and who am i in all of this is a yielded vessel just to speak a counsel to those who are predetermined so there's no way you're on periscope by chance is selected kind of god selected these things god wanted you to be the one to hear this so you cannot therefore leave this gathering this ecclesia and seek the opinion of those who he did not predetermine for it. Because they will not understand it because he did not declare it to them. And so everyone watching tonight, he declares the word to you for a purpose. Because he knew that on the 23rd of December 2020, you will be listening to this. He knew it. He knows it. He's counseled it. That everything works according to the counsel of his will. Let's start from there tonight. Let me lay some foundation from there and probably get back into works and go back to extra and stuff like that. He predetermined it. Um, one of your brothers was sharing something with me today and I realized that it's very consist consistent with truth. It's consistent because he was talking about capacity. I realized that most people that God had used, when before they came to the side in court of God, they had capacity to do certain things. For example, Mary Magdalene, out of whom Jesus casted out seven demons, she had capacity to do certain things. She had capacity to entertain seven demons, seven major demons, you know, so she had the capacity for it. And so she had to be in Jesus' team. Because she had certain capacity, um, the Allot the, the called Rahab, and there are many witnesses, you can, you, I'm sure by now you already started thinking about it, Moses actually was um, labeled or, or, or being looked for, being searched for in the city as a murderer, and now he flee, he flee um, Egypt, 
because he had capacity to actually mother, you know, and he did mother. Uh, but God just saw that as assets instead of deficit, instead of minus. Um, therefore, we know no one according to the flesh because God has purpose and intent. Yeah. And so it means she had capacity for the seven spirit of God. I agree, Pastor Daniel. She had capacity for it. So sometimes where we're coming from just speaks about where God needs us to be. And that's why we cannot zero people down to the flesh. It will be inconsistent with the patterns of the scripture. And so Mary Magdalene was one of those that first saw Jesus at resurrection, but she had seven demons. Imagine a woman, and this is another witness, and that's a very strong witness, what I'm about to share with you. Imagine a woman who in the days, even till today, in some nations and some places, divorce is still a big stigma, especially for the woman. Sometimes they overlook the man, and I wonder why, but okay, the woman now, and in those days, it's practically impossible. Yeah. Completely impossible to get divorced. It's not normal in that community. It's, it's strange. But this woman did not just have, have one. So it's a strange, she's a strange woman. She has one, two, three, four. And then lives with a man that is not her husband. In those days, it's, it's a taboo. So what they had to do is to leave her on her own. She's now isolated. She's now by herself because nobody wants her around them. She's a stigma. She's a problem. Uh, when they see you with her, they say, oh, is that the, are you a friend? So we found out at the well that she was by herself. Unbelievable. Normally women go to well together. She was by herself. She was isolated. But that was the woman that Jesus was waiting for. Jesus actually stood by the well and waited for her to come because she would have capacity for revival. If she had not been in that kind of isolation because of a certain issue in her heart, something she was looking for that she cannot tell any other person. They don't understand. All that they just see is a life. But Jesus was, as she was looking for something, Jesus was looking for her. So actually, Jesus sent everyone away. They went, they've gone to buy food now. And Jesus was just chilling by the well. He, he, he didn't need water because he's the water of life. Just standing by the well, she said, um, let me borrow your fetcher. The Lord was waiting for her that day. The way God works is a bit different. It's, so you've got to be spiritual. I didn't say you've got to be spooky. You've got to be spiritual to understand scriptures. Otherwise, again, it just becomes another, another uh, Bible story. It is not a Bible story. It's a life pattern. Isolation took our... I, she took the whole city because of her isolation. So isolation does not mean people have cut off from us. It just means the day they know that we've clocked what we need to clock. We've actually encountered the master. They're coming to the master with us. Oh, the whole city. And this is where, why I believe. And I've preached about revival before. And I still preach about revival. And the woman by the well took our whole city. That's the revival woman. And sometimes when they pre um, present to us, people who 
change the world. People who did great stuff. You remember I was saying this in that revival tape. They, they look like perfect people who have a perfect life, who prayed a lot. This woman had not even, there was no single record of prayer for her. Not a single record. Probably she did so, but it wasn't recorded. Therefore, it is not paramount to the story of her life. It's not important, so to speak. But she had something. Her whole life just depicts mess. It just shows like mess up, mess up, mess up, mess up. Um, unacceptable, unacceptable. Then the master of acceptance stands by the world and says, I was actually waiting for you. And that day we realized what has always been in our mind. And she changed the whole world. She changed the story of a whole city because she was by the well trying to fetch water and Jesus was waiting for her. Is it worth, worth it to read that, read that story tonight? Actually, let's read it. I think it's worth it. Just for you to stay with you. And let's just, let's, let's uh, absorb that story for a moment and look at it from a different perspective other than what we've heard before. Number one moral of the story in court, not moral, but spiritual message God's teaching to you tonight is that sometimes it doesn't start with you until it takes you to that separate place. That was where he met Moses. That was where he met the woman by the well. It's always that separate place. He removed the 400 men of David from the city and they went to meet him in the wilderness, but they were with him in the wilderness. It looks like a, a restricted place for them. They had to survive daily. But that was their journey, just like Moses. That was their journey to being enthroned. That was their journey to leading a whole city. It's a constrained place. But it's a place of destiny. It's a constrained place where they had to go through in order to bring God to the nations and so sometimes when we feel why are we in this city and stuff like that it's a constrained place it's constrained it, it is people who say well you know what you're doing if you do it in so 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 place that, that is so big it's about God says no I needed to take you through the constrained place first in order for you to rule nations in order for you to help nations in order for you to build nations. So I think the deal was for me was to pastor a church, pastor a nation, then pastor a generation. I think that's the three, three tier of life that I've come to see. So it's is embedded in my spirit. Um, so I know pastoring is not forever, even though it's there. So, you know, imagine if someone has been a medical doctor and from there they become whatever else they become. It doesn't, remove the fact that they can still treat a patient. It just means what is, what is the next phase? What is the next calling of God? What, is, what does God want you to do next? So you're still a doctor. It's just that now you have another assignment to do. So you can be a counselor, you can be a consultant, but you're still a doctor. So there are things that we will never divorce ourselves from. But I think the deal for me was pastor a church, and we've done that. We've seen numbers. We've also seen shepherding. We've seen being involved in people's life. We've seen shepherding. And then from there, it says, okay, next level of assignment, pastor a nation. And pastoring a church is when what we read yesterday said, I took you from following the sheepfold. 
whatever they became, whatever they are, you become. Whatever they go through, you become. Um, I, I was trying to draw a reference yesterday, but time did not permit me. When we talked about following the sheepfold, whatever the story of the woman um, at the well was, Jesus followed her there. She didn't follow Jesus. Jesus followed her there. I've seen many of you do stuff by, I mean, following the sheepfold. But I saw Pastor Honye, Pastor Hema um, Goldhouse. I saw them follow a Jaden or Jade or something like that, the young man, to school. They don't have a son yet. They don't have a daughter. But they know how to buy school uniform. They know how to go and attend classes or attend parent-teacher stuff. That's following. Now, it would, both of them would never have dreamt that that would happen. It's more like you have a 14-year-old child, a 15-year-old child. Social services come and they attend to it. That's following the sheep fold. Now, God says you cannot lead the sheep, a nation, without following the sheep fold. So the way God works is you follow the sheep fold first. Whatever is their limitation or their, their, their issues becomes your own issues too. And you have to adjust to it. But from there, know for sure that where you go next is leading a nation. That is the pattern. It will therefore be inconsistent of God and for scriptures if it doesn't happen that way. And God does not. He's the same yesterday, today. And forevermore, that's who he is. Let's read these scriptures now. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now, he had to go through Samaria. No. No, that word is important. So you see, I started with preordained, predestined. It is in the pre-counsel of God. Um, it works everything according to the counsel of his will. Again, that scripture is important. Please don't forget that we need to stop by in that scripture. Now, he had to go through Samaria. It must be. I think another translation says that it is destined, something like that. He had to go through the place, meaning that he, it is emphasized because it can be omitted. But the Bible says that it's going through, it's not because of the road. It's not because of the journey path. It is a must. And we're going to find out why must he go through Samaria so that sometimes we see why we must go through certain things in our lives or certain occasions. So forget even things tonight. Certain journeys, certain geographical location in life. He had to. It's like, let's assume for a moment that Peter's job is to raise leaders that rules or govern Nigeria or Ghana or Syria alone or South Africa or whatever country. Now, you see, he had to come through London. Otherwise, in the grand scheme of things, it is meaningless. So, there is nothing that I'll become in the future that would mean anything to me without this. Imagine this is missing from my life. I mean, maybe you're going to hear of a pity and say, oh, that guy is great. He became that, that, that. But imagine this missing. It is a 
big part. And when we came, we thought we were just going through. But there were women by the world. There were people that were born in church that will completely by now be disenfranchised. They don't care. You will not. You will not be a pastor. And most of you watching are pastors or leaders or family heads. It will just be completely non-existent if it didn't go through London City. So this plays a major part, an unbelievable unbelievably major part in whatever is next so whilst I can't see what is next maybe it becomes clearer even to people that are outside of me more it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer to them maybe whilst I can't see it they see but what I see for sure is that he had to go through London City it is, it's a must there are no two ways about it so it, that brings Jesus to mind I mean meaning emphasizes John 4 4 he had to go through Samaria he's going somewhere but not without this woman who has capacity he had to pick the woman who had capacity for this kind of loyalty for this kind of for this kind of fervor for this kind of not minding what every other person thinks in fact I think that's what I was looking for no minding isolation she's just fine with it and she's just doing her own thing when evening comes and all the women don't want to go to well with her she's just she's like a one-man soldier so she's fine and in that place she encounters god unbelievable <laughs> she encounters what she's always been looking for and because of her isolation i repeat the whole city gets influenced and gets to hear the gospel. I, I also love the way Jesus moves, you know. Jesus could have taken the 11 disciples or 12 disciples and gone to Samaria himself and evangelized. But she, he knew that the key into the city was not him. Peter was not the key, neither was John. Definitely not Judas. It was that woman. God found someone in the old city of Samaria who has capacity. So sometimes when God goes through a city, sometimes he only finds one person that has capacity to bring. She's an influencer, even though she was an isolated person. It's just so unbelievable. I mean, who loves a woman who has been with many men? I, I don't understand. But she brought back to the city the right message. Please go on, man. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sitra. Yeah. Near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Yeah. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Yeah. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Skip so many because of time. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God 
and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. 12, 13, actually. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. You know what Jesus was saying with that? Water is two things what to represent in scriptures. People and the word. In this case, this water represents people. However much you keep going to this water, you can marry 10 times, 10,000 times, you will still be thirsty again because this water only satisfies the flesh. So no matter how much you go back to it, you will still have to come back and come back. Have you, billionaires are still trying to make money. And you would have thought what they were living for is to make money, but you wonder why are they still not sleeping? How can you be a multi-billionaire, billionaire, richest man in the world, and you're working every day, you're looking for something. Something is certainly, definitely, without fail missing in your life. So Jesus stands by the water called people. Whatever you get from people will make you need more people. Whatever affirmation you get from people will make you need more people. So Jesus looks at her and says, look, if you're coming to this water, you would have to keep coming back. But if you come to this person, the word. So we're back to that word again. If you come to this person, meaning Jesus, it said Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Verse 14. But, but whoever drinks the water I give them. That's the word. That's completely the word. Whoever drinks of the water I give them, except you be born of the water and the blood and the word, you cannot see the kingdom of God, except you are born of the water. Whoever drinks of the word, my specific word for their life, because how do I know that? He's about to give her a word now. He's about to say something to her now. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Imagine, it says you will not have any other thirst, but the word gets so addictive that the only thing that you thirst for is more word. Not more people. Not more things. Not more money. Just more word. Again, how is that demonstrated? Remember what we said yesterday. It is demonstrated in giving. That's how we closed yesterday, right? I said that the reason why we give is not just because I wanted them to buy a building. I wouldn't care less about the building they buy. I just want them to be in a position to share more word, not to have to think about anything but the word. That's all I wanted them to think about. So I give because I wanted people, I mean, the the people God has raised for a special assignment or special message, I wanted them to preach the word. So he said, but whoever drinks this water I give them will never thirst. Is it possible, humanly speaking, for you not to be thirsty? It's humanly not possible. Indeed. Talk to me. The water I give them will become in them a spring of water Uh welling up to eternal life. Do you understand that scripture? The, the, the little what they have, once they receive a word, they will not come to the river called people again. From inside them, they will have enough to quench the thirst of others. That's exactly what happened to the woman. He said, the water I give them will become 
in them. It will grow in them. And it will well up. It will become a spring. And welling up to eternal life. It means it wells up to life that you cannot, you, you cannot control. It wells up to a life that is beyond your own reach. You begin to water the nations. You become a source. So that you're not constantly looking for a source. You become the source. I love this scripture so much. The water I give them. The word I give them. So there are two waters now. Because she came to the natural one. The one she comes to every day or every other day. And then she meets the one that people cannot meet. That people don't come to. So what happens to her? Jesus speaks to her. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty. And have to keep coming here to draw water. Do you see this? This woman is a believer, you know. She turns to Jesus and says, please give me this word. I don't want to be here every day. I don't want to seek people all the time. I don't, you know, that's the greatest frustration of people. You want to be free from certain things, isn't it? The freedom of hope is why Satan promises people a lot. They go to work every day so that they don't go to work anymore. Isn't, isn't that the fact? Yeah, we're working so that we don't work. But guess what? For 99 point something percent of people, that never happens. Never. So we keep going every day. Give me this water so I won't get thirsty enough to keep coming here to draw water. I don't want to do this. So Jesus says, that's what I want to do with you. I don't want you to join in from your house every day to fetch water. Now, does that mean after that day, the woman never drew water from that well anymore? I think not so. I think she will still have to drink water. But they speak about something deeper. So now, how do we know the, what Jesus is going to give her now? What is this water? Look at this, verse 16. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. So he didn't bring out holy water. He didn't say, look at this water I've been carrying it for years now um, and I've prayed for it. On the mountain I prayed for it. He didn't bring out a oil. He didn't say, open your mouth. Let me perform physical um, uh, or let me give you water through your mouth whatever it didn't there was no physical in court stuff he gave him himself the word of knowledge it tells him what he couldn't have known without the word of God it tells him what he couldn't have known I mean tells her what he couldn't have known but by the spirit of God he performs a work on her now the works of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit are these. The gift of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, da 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 1 Corinthians 12. So he said, go call your husband. The woman said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, yeah, the one you live with now is not your husband. So what you said is quite true. Now, again, Jesus did not start marriage counseling because that's, that sounds like what? We would have said, you know. Um, 
how can you not be able to keep a husband? I just want to talk to you about your past. Um, we need to sort this out before we move on. That would have been the water called people. But that was not Jesus' attention. Jesus had better things in mind. This woman hears Jesus and in verse 19. Sir, the woman said, uh, I can see that you are a prophet. Yeah. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. I needed to emphasize that because see, our limitation, our need was not a prophet. Jesus just did the work. A prophet has spoken. Now something that she didn't know, Jesus knew. And something that Jesus could not have known except by the Spirit is revealed to her. And she quickly moves on from that. She says, yeah, that's great though. Say, yeah, I can see. Wow. Hmm. Impressive. <laughs> I can see that you're a prophet. But I've got bigger questions than that. So don't think that that gets me. That doesn't get me. I need more than that. I don't need you to tell me what I did yesterday. I need more than that. I've got questions about worship. I've got questions about destination. I've got questions about the church. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus tells her. Now Jesus gives her the word now. What did he say? Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Yeah. You Samaritans worship what do, you do, do not Do you remember know. what Jesus is doing here now? A teacher of the law of heaven. He's teaching her now what is the truth of the word. What is consistent with the word like religious people have never seen it. Jesus is revealing to her deeper truth. That is what I believe God will give you after these 20 days. Some truth will have stuck in your heart that when you begin to open your mouth to your colleagues, friends, or family, whatever God will lead your feet from here, what will happen is that they will see God when you speak. And God will begin to lead your feet to people that really matter. People who hold the key to a city. This is why this depth is important. This is not the depth of religion. So you can't sit there and say, our church is having a 20-day program. Otherwise, if you do that, what has happened to you is that you've been around for too long. It will be fruitless. Begins to reveal truth. So if you've been around for too long, you've seen so many teachings and teachings. But you must notice that, anyway, yeah. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews. Uh-huh. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. Yeah. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. Yeah. God is Spirit. Uh -huh. And His worshippers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. Uh -huh. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming uh -huh. when he comes he will explain everything to did us you, did you see the work of the Messiah he would explain he would teach us so it is not a magical stick that is going to wave 
and our lives will all of a sudden become better it's not going to give us holy water or holy oil it will teach us all things when he comes so she understood to this level but the Messiah has been teaching her but something needs to snap in her when he comes he will explain everything to us verse 26 then Jesus declared I the one speaking to you I am he no so you see when last we saw the word declare I declare to you therefore a mystery now Jesus did not always declare this and when he did to the crowd they didn't even understand it but with this woman in a personal conversation he declares to her after giving her the word who he is because now she knows he knows that this woman is ready now she's ready she's ready for this mystery Jesus declared I am the one speaking to you I am he then what happens from there just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman uh -huh. but no one asked what do you want or why are you talking with her yeah. then leaving her water jar the woman went back to the town and said to the people come see a man who told me everything I ever did could this be the Messiah uh -huh. they came out of the town and made their way toward him yeah. meanwhile his disciples urged him rabbi eat something but he said to them I have food to eat that you know nothing we, about we discussed this before that the purpose of God the will of God the assignment of God is food that ordinary men don't know about it's just food so it cannot be unless someone is out of the purpose working for God cannot be someone can't push you to do it it's your food have a food and working with God and doing his assignment must be food enough do you understand that so fasting is with purpose because it's food you have something you're chasing that you forgot to eat I have food to eat that you know nothing about verse 33 then his disciples said to each other could someone have brought him food my food said Jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work have you declared that to yourself there are and by food now we just don't mean the, the the physical things that we put in our mouth food can be anything else anything that satisfies you and makes you feel filled up maybe the approval of my, whatever it is he said my my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish so what he was doing there that there was food because it's also finishing God is going to reach out to the Samaritan race and that's part of the finishing work what he came along Samaria to do in that specific city was food for him now God wants us to be sensitive enough to know that in the mission of God in assignment you've not done it all until it clicks in your spirit that you finished at least that phase of that assignment there is is it a thermometer 
there's a gauge in your spirit that clicks. It's in your spirit. So you're not having to be more spiritual. Again, because what happens is people will feel, well, you know, that means I'm not spiritual enough. No, you know. So I knew that today I was completing a given, a given pattern just to complete for today. So I know it's clicked because that's accomplishment for that. It has to click in your spirit. So when I give, I don't, I cannot, comp, I cannot call myself to, I mean, I cannot ordain, no, not ordain. I cannot tell myself that I've completed just because I was better than someone else or that I did more than someone else. It has to click in the spring that is in me. So Jesus says, my will, my food is to finish the work of the one who sent me. Now, again, emphasis tonight is the work. That, that's what I'm after in this scripture. The work of him that has sent me because I only get paid having done the work. I don't get paid because I attended office. You don't go to your office and wave at them and go back home and said, at least I was there. You've got to finish. So they mark your finish time. So this workplace closes at five. And after five, you sign out or whatever you do. My will is to finish the work of E that has sent me. And the higher, this is important, the higher you go in the dimensions of where you work, the later you close. So those who are going to be directors or big men or women in that workplace, sometimes they are there long after everyone else had gone. They have a special assignment. They have a different assignment. So it is not just let's do the nine to five. They are not basic people. Hence why they are the CEO owner or they are the, 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 the chief executive officer or they are the chief operation officer right now because actually they put more into that work and they don't feel like they finished until they themselves are finished so i cannot just be in the choir and observe rotors i cannot just be in the ocean department and observe rotors i can't be that there's a special call there's a special assignment so you actually see a hurt a drive in people that are driven up in people that are proposed for something they feed on the work they've been given that's their feeding place and it is not mobilized or motivated by what they get right now most people that you know are motivated by what they get right now so you do rota for them so Peter can preach for 20 days and one person won't show up and say wait a minute there's a space there like nobody is leading worship is he the worshiper now there's a bible reader there's a keyboardist there's no worshiper And it's going to do the old 20 days and you're going to have like, Livingstone is going to have like 40, 50. And nobody picks it in the spirit and says, this is quite uncomfortable. And Peter might have said that. And this is what happens when flesh leads flesh. Because it's all going to be flesh. So nobody can feed on that and say, I've got a workspace. I've got a vacancy. Who knows if all that was even created for vacancy? It's late now. Don't start saying, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. It, it won't work that way. And you don't also, you don't need to condemn yourself. I'm just saying, I'm just drawing emphasis 
on certain things that are simple for as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God and say but I'm just thinking what if leadership says let me tell you we have not received the spirit of bondage to fear but we received adoption it is in that adoption that we cry I have a father meaning this is the father's house it cannot be a rotor's house it's just an example. Don't, don't freak out over that. I know you guys are busy, especially December and Christmas time. My will, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish. But let's read about this woman. So please hold on to that walk, please, because that's my emphasis tonight. We have one hour and it's five minutes to close. And I'm still just in the preamble. Talk to me. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Yeah. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. Uh-huh. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Is that important as well? Very. Extra could not have worked for all the gold in Babylon. But why was reaping Look at this now. I need you to get this so that you understand the structure of seeding or seed. Why did he mention these next to work? I sent you to reap what you've not worked for. Yet, this man just said that my, my food is to finish the work. So there are two kinds of work then. There's a work that pays wages. He mentioned that just now. Go back to that scripture. I think until you get to some other translation, you will not understand this, but let, let's, let's read that again. Please hear this, please. I sent you, no, before that verse 37, I think. 36, sir. 36, thank you. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage. Do you understand that? The one who reaps now, as things are now, if you reap... It means you draw a wage, isn't it? Now put that in the physical life stuff. If you walk in a place, what is going to call your reap? I mean, what is going to be called your reaping is that at the end of the month or middle of the month, whatever your salary structure is, you draw a wage. You draw it. It's yours. Yeah? It's not a gift. You work for it. And you call that um, wages and harvest. A crop for eternal life. You have to compare bro- both. Now, it is harvest as a wage, but it is crop for eternal life. I'm not sure you get that. Can we define the word crop? Because you are in London. Imagine defining crop. Well, it's London. We have to. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for a reason. He harvests the crop for eternal life. He's going to sow because he has wage. Talk to me. The top or highest part of a thing. <laughs> yeah. 
that which is gathered, the corn or fruits of the earth collected, harvest. The word includes every species of fruit or produce gathered for man or beast. Okay. I'm looking at how to define this so that you understand. Let's, let's read that scripture again. I'll read it. Even now the one who reaps. Maybe let's go for amplified. Even now he who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop. Already the reaper is receiving his wages. No, no, go back to NIV. Let me finish reading it, please. Thank you. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life. So there are two salaries here. One is meant for the other, which is eternal life. It's, how do I know that? So that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. They are still one person. So he draws a wage as his average, but he sows for eternal life. When you go to work, you are not sowing, you're working. You're doing a work, everyday work, right? Because it has a, a stipulated a stipulated increase in court or salary that comes with that, that is wages. Crop for eternal life, you cannot stipulate it. You cannot say this is the crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. So what would happen at the end of your life is simple. Jesus says the work that I do, the food I eat is the work and I finish it, so winning. What drives you in life? What makes you walk? So it is not the walk, therefore it's why you walk. So I gather harvest for eternal life. What is eternal life? John 17, the word that he speaks. So I gather harvest for the word. It's word that I'm after. You remember that scripture? I'm trying to look for it, the way he said it. The word is eternal life. That's what is in you. That is the well. That the, the only reason why you got born again to see the kingdom is that so that you can have that well in you so that those who are thirsty can come and drink from you. But guess what? There is nothing to drink just because you, you don't have water to serve them because you are a moral good man. No. You only have water to give them because you have the word that leads to eternal life. Now you cannot receive that word if nobody teaches it. How shall they hear that scripture if no one um, preaches? And if they don't preach, it's because they are not sent. It has to do with seed. I need that scripture. It's so far away from me now. But he said, how shall they hear if no one sends them? They cannot preach if no one sends them. So I remember I given some years ago, I, I think we call it Saint Seventy or Saint something. Because the Bible says that if they are sent, they can only preach because they are sent. So the deposition, the, 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 the deposit of eternal life in us is what makes us to be a spring that others can drink from. But that's based on a walk. But that walk is not the walk of the flesh. So it is not dependent on where you draw wages. Do you understand that? How then shall they call on him? 
How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? Uh -huh. And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? Uh -huh. And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Do you, did you see that? This is the work. How can they call on God if they don't believe in him? How can they believe if they've not heard of him? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? So if Kenneth Copeland says, I want to go Indian to preach, this is consistent with this scripture. But look at verse 15. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? Uh -huh. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Uh -huh. go but on. not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? They, someone, for people to cry out to God, someone has to be sent to preach. Let me see what verse 12 says. I'm looking for a scripture there, but that's important. Then we go back to the story. For there's no difference between... Uh -huh. Jew and Gentile, the same Lord is Lord of all yeah. and richly blesses all who call on him. Yeah. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Uh -huh. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? Preachers are sent. And so once they get into their work, when someone is able to define what their work is, the kings of the earth, the kings of kings makes the provision available. Why? Because the mission that they are called to do is superior to every other mission. So the office of the pastor, the apostle is bigger than the office of a president. Because they have the word of God and they are able to deposit something in our spirit that president or politicians or billionaires cannot do. So now let's compare this. They billionaires provide jobs. Preachers provide life. If you understand that life and you're not caged with religion, then what you will do as a byproduct is you will provide jobs as well. But it's not going to be dependent on the fact that you have billions. It's going to be dependent on purpose. So when a preacher brings out, brings out all manner of tools and begin to work on you, the word, the word, the craftiness of the word, the crafting of the word, God telling us the word or speaking the word to us in different dimensions through craft, through skills. When he begins to teach us this, it means God is doing a work in you. So the preacher is actually working. He's working towards something. He's building something. He's making you into something. He's, he's crafting something. He's building something in you. He's putting it. So what Jesus did at the well was to skillfully work on the woman by the well, did a work in her until something exploded in her. Something snapped in her. God doing a work. And Jesus said, this is my food. The food you guys have gone to buy is good. However, I have a food. Now, where did the apostles, the disciples get money from to go buy the food? Certain women who supported the ministry of Jesus. Because imagine... Okay, we'll get there in a moment. Go back to the woman. We'll get there. Let's go back to this woman. I want to see her go back to her city. 
Verse 39. Yeah. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Yeah. He told me everything I ever did. Yeah. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. In the first place, they believed because of the testimony of a woman who has had five husbands. But the second revival was based on his words. And because of his words, many more became believers. 42, and let's close this story. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Yeah. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. See confession. He has not died on the cross. There has been not one mention yet of healing of the blind. They said, for we know why they heard the word. The word is so powerful. They heard the word and the whole city men and the whole city became believers because they heard the word. So what is still going on in us? God is still using the word to chisel out some things in us. Using, using the word to walk on us. So my first day, because I've got three. My first day, which is pastor a church, is to raise those who can with us lead a nation. God wants to reign over a nation. So it has to be walk and walk and walk for me. That's why God will not permit me to be outside of the city because he had a walk there. He had people that he has to walk on. The craft of the word, the skill of the word, constantly changing them. A man's mind switches from mediocrity into bigness and they can't even explain. That's the word walking. Now, if they carry that faith through and they believe everything they hear along the way, they will become the source for a whole city. They will become the water source. They will become the water plant for a whole city. I hope you know that that's what God is doing in you. That is my assignment in this city. It's as simple as that. So, define pity in a word. In a, in a word. It is the walk. So, there is just a restlessness. So it can never, come on then, it can never be, be convenient for Pity to come and say, let me go preach for 20 days. In that 20 days, you have many issues. 20 days for us is like 20 years. There's many, 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 many issues. There is weakness of the body. There's weakness of the mind. In that 20 days too, you still have a Kelly coming to you in your room saying, look at my mouth. I've got, that's with 10,000 issues going on with media, with this, with that, with this, with that, with the word every single day. And someone just, my teeth is really hurting. I think I need some specialist doctor. He doesn't see anything like Joe. He doesn't see anything than just his own tooth. And you have to attend to that. That's work. But you see that work is not law. Because if I don't law, I would draw wages. But then I can use this skill to encode draw wages, but so for eternal life. So in other words, he's saying to you, let's keep this simple. The work you do now is to be able to so for eternal life. Did you find that scripture? What is eternal life? I think it's in John 17. I believe so. 
So what happens to the one without work that draws wages? How does he sow? How? Because I don't mind all my wages going for eternal life for word. Once you're ready, let me know. Are you? Talk to me. John 17 from verse 1. Yeah. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Verse 2. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. He said you granted him authority to give eternal life. What is eternal life? Life without hand. This is what we got in Christ Jesus. Life without hand. That you may give him eternal that he may give eternal life to all those who come to him. Uh-huh. Now, now this is eternal life. Yeah. That they know you, the only true God, uh-huh. and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Who did he send? The word. In the beginning was the word, John chapter one. The word was with God, and the word was God. He sent his word and he healed them that they may know the word, that they may know that that which who the person with them, he hears the word. So, two-way stream, how this works. You empower the word, your work is empowered. It's simple. If it is outside of the word, then there is no given. Anything outside of the word, you must not empower it to work. So, it is just practically impossible for us to empower worldly music we can't it's got to be word otherwise we're empowering something that is not sent that they may know him the one whom you sent and again you know in samaria jesus only started with one view the only woman that saw her i mean saw him was one one view one click but jesus knew the right one click that if she can just click it, the whole city will get it. So again, where I'm taking you to with all this is the work. I need to differentiate between your everyday work because that's wages for eternal life. So that we're not sufficient in our own skill. We're not sufficient in the work that we do. Your real work is the eternal life. So now it gives you a work Therefore, Everyone, those who worship before pastors start preaching. Those who pray before pastors start preaching. Those who usher people in. Who, who employed them? The word. Because everything we do in a service all accumulates at the point of the word. It's all pointing to the word. Now, that means therefore that there are people who are specially called to be the givers in the house because that's the unseen path, right? So that when the preacher comes, he delivers the word without having to run around all day long trying to do business. So what happens in a church where that is the case? Gone, run around, run around. They also will be dry ground. Because they will not have the word that creates the spring. The spring is not going to come. So everybody will be out of breath and out of supply. Why is that? <laughs> because the word is not empowered. So if you're in every place where nobody walks, nobody draws wages, 
And they all say, you know what, we're all just entrepreneurs, we're just living our lives. And I'm not saying everybody must work every time. No, they empower. I need you to get these about seeds. So we just don't send seed to prove generosity. No. It is the word. So you want to employ 10,000 people, be employed by the word. Then your works, your work, everyday work will just be a spring of life. It will lead you to the right job. It will lead you to, so let me call it job for the sake of it tonight. And so that we, we separate between job and work. It will lead you to the right spring, the right job. The, you will fit into the right place because it sees your heart and it understands that you're looking for it because of the word. In other words, you're almost at a position saying, if not for the word, I won't be at work. I'll just be home taking benefit like, like the city wants us to do. If not for the word. So, there's a scripture I ask you to store for me, right? Talk to me in it, please. Ephesians 1 verse 11. Yeah. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. What is the purpose of of Jesus in Samaria and in life, but let's use Samaria tonight. My food is to do the will. So when Bible says here that he haven't been predestined according to the plan of him who works everything, he works too. So when you see the but Jesus says things like, I walk because my father walks, he also walks, he walks out everything, he's a worker. But what does he work on? He works on everything in conformity with the purpose. The purpose of his will. So every minute in my life, what, what am I empowering? I'm empowering his work because he's working something out in my life. Meaning nothing happens in my life by chance. So now he wants me to go out and define to others that he is the one working in their life because he's working everything according to the counsel of his will. So givers are actually people who send preachers out to go declare the works that God is doing in their life at the moment. Having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out. So, so my emphasis tonight is that work. So I've traced work back to the Father. God works. He works things out in conformity. So again tonight, the more it declares through me, and I don't mean me as PT now, meaning you and I, is counsel, that's the preaching, is counsel to the world. Is counsel to certain people. Sometimes it's peculiar people, the unreached, as we call them in church, the people that are hard to reach. As he declares the counsel of his will to them, he looks at the source by which he declares it. That's you and I. We are the givers. We are the ones praying. We are the ones arranging the house. We are the ones that are making sure that when Satan attacks, because that's the hallmark of God's work, Satan attacks it. His attention is on it. He needs it to stop. It's, it's, he cannot tolerate it because he doesn't want people to know that God is alive. He doesn't like it. 
when he attacks the people that work in the house are the ones shutting him out, fighting him with everything they've got, their skill, their money, their prayer, their loyalty, everything. That's God's power base. That's the base of power. And that is how you know that you've come to life. So based on that, can we then go to back to Ezra tonight? And we talk about who pays the wages of those who work. Don't forget, as I say, the church has employees. No, it's the word. It cannot be the church as a charity organization. It's got to be the word. So why am I standing in that position that I'm serving the word? Therefore, the returns to me must be according to his word. He says he will give you the nations. He will give you hidden riches in dark places. Gold and silver, this, the gold of offer will be brought to you. Now that is the wages. That's the payment of the word. So the question tonight is who do you work for? Because you have to have a work. You work for the word. It is not stagnation. It's not nation family. It is not PT. The reason why you in court work for PT in court now is because of the word. It carries a word for a generation. And I've seen that work. That's the testimony. That's the witness that it calls to you. So what is a singer singing for? The word. That's what he's singing for. This is why people get weary sometimes. Few people get weary. Few people get tired because they don't understand. They haven't received the depth of why they do what they do. And it, can, it will not hold you. I need to pause and say that tonight. There is no way a person walks and walks with God and they end up their life in shortage. It is impossible. There's no way. It cannot happen. I've seen it. I've examined it. I've studied it. I've heard other men. And I've seen that life just ends up adding up so greatly. But don't forget this. Please, this is important. When you want to be the CEO or the big man in a company or woman, you work more than others. The next church that leads the nation cannot be a one hour church where people just commit the barest minimum why because times have changed and God needs new leaders so he needs those who he will send for the word and they have to be extra people they cannot just be every normal person now let me see the comment did you hear all I've said so far let's do the comment break for a moment let me be sure that people are on invaluable yeah this is my seed this is the air I breathe this is why some of us breathe seed and I've told you philanthropy is fine but you know some people do philanthropy it's December you can imagine how many messages everywhere on my phone everywhere da, 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 da. but it's not my month of philanthropy you have all the year to do that it is specific sowing for a word it is a word. It is what is God still doing in the nation or nations through other people and how do we empower, how do we empower that to work? 
So I'm not just sowing like he that beats the wind. I'm not just giving like he that beats the wind who has nothing to do with money and who don't understand how to save money. No, I understand. I understand scriptures. How shall they preach unless they be sent? So the first thing God must, I mean, Satan wants to take away because he's only consistent with it. What he has to do is to block everything that funds a servant of God. So imagine those who just sit to craft how a work keeps getting funded. There's no way they won't lead banks. There's no way in the world. Let's just talk simply to ourselves. I believe over the last few days I've read so many scriptures to you, but let me pause and just say that to you. There's no way in the world. They craft how God's word is being preached. They sit down and say, okay, if this road is blocked, how do we make sure that the preaching, the word goes on? When we say it's time to preach it in Ghana or Nigeria or Syria alone, they craft and say, this is what we're going to do. And then they work something out. They make sure it works. That's the word. They're working for the word. And that is why God will commit more things to their hand. Whatever you're doing with your house fellowship, with your groups, with your, it is the crafting of making sure that the word is pronounced. But someone must send someone. It was important. And that's where I will start from. Those who funded this, that ministry, it said, Joanna, the wife of the city treasurer. I need to draw emphasis on that tonight because he mentioned the work of the person and the source of the funding. There are things I wish I can say tonight, but it's, it's going to be difficult because this is public. But I trust the Holy Spirit to give you understanding. I believe because I completed a round of sowing tonight, I believe God wanted me to emphasize on this because something is about to snap in someone. And I know you've heard and heard and heard about, uh, about, about the ministry of sowing, but now you, every day, reviews knowledge, you understand more and more and know that this is not just to announce, hey, guys, I'm a giver. No, it, it is also for you to take these things back to God in your in your closet and say this is what I function as this is who I am so I thank you this is how to pray so I thank you for the wisdom to keep making this happen, happen. and then it will give you understanding that is more than your own ability it will give you understanding of finances and resources that is more than your own knowledge because now it knows that you know who you are In the days to come, the, this work will take given to make it happen just one day in a year. How much is the million? One day. Now, again, if you look at that and consider your, where you are right now, then you are relying on where you draw wages. You have to rely on faith. Because he already predestined that. In other words, if it's not predestined, you will not be here tonight listening to this. There are thousands out there, million, billions, who are not listening to this. There are even people who will ask us for money after the service, but they are not listening to this. They won't listen. But they are there saying, sir, hello, sir. Can I get them? Oh, so we are in church. Oh, sorry, sir. From all over the world. That's what they will do. They don't know. And you can't blame them. And I'm not going to open my mouth and say, oh, you should have been listening. No, 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 no. They just drink temporary water. That's them. But that's not you. 
Talk to me. Luke 8 from verse 1. Uh. Now it came to pass afterward yeah. that he went through every city and village uh-huh. preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom Look of God. Look at Jesus' funding style. He went through every city. Do you remember the walk again? This is the walk. This is the food. So I can't stop preaching. I can't stop speaking to you because this is the food. This is the purpose. In other words, until you get into that predetermined counsel of God for you, I've not finished my work. Now it came to pass afterward that it went through every city and village, not just one place, every city, preaching and bringing the good news, telling them hope and all these things of the kingdom of God. That's not hope of, don't worry, a political party will come in and they will make your life better. The kingdom, the dominion of God. Uh huh. And the twelve were with him. Now they needed to emphasize the fact that the twelve were with him. He, he traveled all this city with twelve men. That to me seems like it's not cheap. That to me seems like expensive. So just before he says what he's about to say next, he mentions this first. That look at the entourage, look at how many people are with him. And you will almost say, okay, let's cut down because Jesus don't travel with the top. Just take about two or three people so that we can manage this. No, Jesus knew his time and he knew the finish. He knew why the 12 were important. He understands these things. Now, this is why you cannot discern these things by human mind. You cannot just say, why do they do that? Why do they do this? What is this given for? What is that for? Discerned by the spirit. And if your spirit don't click, it don't click. But if your spirit clicks, don't discern by head because it won't work. You can, the, the perishable cannot discern the imperishable. It's impossible Preaching the good tidings of the kingdom and the twelve were with him. Verse 2. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Uh-huh. Mary called Magdalene, uh-huh. out of whom had come seven demons. Uh-huh. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, uh-huh. Herod's steward. Uh-huh. And Susanna and many others who provided for him from their substance. (laughs) What more can I say? They provided for him. But you see, before they mention the provision for him, it mentioned what he does. So it's just strange today. Imagine sitting there in front of the Lord and say, what do you do for a living? I say, preaching about town. Like I'm preaching. Nigeria is watching tonight. California is watching. Everyone is watching. And so, so what is the source of it? So when we talk about Givers Club, this is the scripture. Please, can I seek your indulgence for us to start from verse 1 again? In other words, it is misgiven. It is wrong given if I provide for my church building because the church building does not speak or preach the gospel from town to town I don't know when last you've seen St. Mary's Cathedral lift itself up and went to preach the gospel in Birmingham he doesn't do that, he cannot do that, it is not formed to do that it is just real estate and the Bible never said they provided for his ministries for him 
why? Who is him then? The word. <laughs> I pray God gives us understanding of this because this is the pattern of the scripture. They did not provide for his vision. Oh, you know what? Next year, we're going to build a cathedral um, on the highway M4 so that people can see and know that at least we're doing something with money. No, as long as he's preaching, they, they don't ask. It is not, no, not there for the question of, or no longer the question of what is the Johannes given doing. No. That's what Johannes, as long as he's preaching, that's what Johanna, the wife of chooses, given is doing. To preach because that's the intention. That is what the given is for. It's not for any other thing. Please, so therefore, let's start from verse 1 again. Yes, sir. NIV. Yeah. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another. I love the fact that he traveled after something. We'll, we'll talk about that later. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town to the another. Uh -huh. Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. His message was the kingdom. The twelve were with him. Now, this is so vital, guys. They were there. The apostles were there. Verse 2. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits please, and diseases. Please, can you look at the caliber of those who provided for him? It's unbelievable. The Bible was affirmative in describing the character or the experience of those who provided for him. So we've got to be like Jesus. Otherwise, what we want to do is to make sure those who provide for us have some great history. So they say, tell us their name. And they say, well, you know, this one has always been, she's a professional lawyer from the time she was one year old. Yeah, right. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases study this yourself when you get home you know you're home and because there were many more the bible was so when they say many more that means god had to pick out some specific in order for you to see those who were in the leadership role of their givers club mary called madeline from whom seven demons had come out. I wonder why in the many women, it's this, this woman was the first one that would be mentioned. That the Bible was emphatic that seven demons had been casted out of this woman and therefore she, it makes her number one provider. It's unbelievable. So you see how many times we've not discerned the word by the spirit. It's just flesh. And some, somehow, the church just keep going down the, the route of anyways Mary Magdalene from whom seven demons have been casted out that's number one giver seven demons go on Joanna the wife of Chisa the balance is so perfect guys they didn't tell us if Mary Magdalene was married or not they just said um, seven demons have been casted out from her then they put another woman, the next to her is the married one. Yeah. And they tell us the income source. The first one, who is the number one in the mansion, 
They didn't tell us nothing about our family, nothing about who she's become, nothing about the source, just she's number one. Unbelievable. Joanna, the wife of Chooser. The manager of Herod's household. That's government. She came in to, 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 to represent government and structure. Then. Susanna. And then. Many others. The Bible did not say few. It said many others. These women. Uh -huh. Were helping to support them out of their own means. This is Jesus' ministry structure, guys. That means that any other structure apart from this is inferior. Because that's Jesus' tell. So, you've got to ask pastors when they say, what will Jesus do? This. Let me see what verse 4 says. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. This man Jesus, the Messiah Jesus, go back to comment, had no other work to do than proclaiming the kingdom. So I know even if I go into politics, let's just say, let's, I'm just saying, it is to proclaim the kingdom. No wonder the money had to be laid at the feet of the apostles because it's provision for them. But that means the giver is already convinced enough to know that this guy preaches the gospel. You cannot be poor supporting someone that preaches the kingdom. It's Look, it's impossible. And that's where Satan creates the fear. He says, look at tomorrow. How are you going to meet up? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? If you're born again, you understand this scripture. Your past has nothing to do with this. His work is to proclaim the word. It becomes the word. So there are many things I say to you that I did not study because this is what I'm formed and wired to do. But if you look at scripture, you will realize that this is scripture day and night. Because nothing impresses me outside of proclaiming the gospel. If we take political mountain, it is to drive it back to God. Let me see how, how Amplify puts this or message or let's just play with all the different translations. I don't want to go past that stage tonight. I think I think I had a propensity just before service to finish the giving stuff today. And so when I was signing it off, I knew that it could be that God wants to do a work tonight. And that's what I'm feeling now because this is not the plan at all. So it's God doing a walk. You remember the walk again. He's doing a walk right now. So until it clicks in me, I'll keep repeating the same thing. Is that okay? Talk to me. TPT, sir. Yeah. Soon afterward, Jesus began a ministry tour throughout the country, visiting cities and villages to announce the wonderful news of God's kingdom realm. Yeah. His 12 disciples traveled with him uh -huh. and also a number of women who had been healed of many illnesses under his ministries and under his ministry and set free from demonic power. Jesus had cast out seven demons from one woman. Her name was Mary Magdalene for she was from the village of Magdala. Among the women were Susanna and Joanna 
the wife of Chusa, who managed King Herod's household. Many other women who supported Jesus' ministry from their own personal finances also traveled with him. They supported his ministry. They supported him. Now, you cannot support something you define. So you cannot be the one to say, this is how this should be. You've seen it and you support it. You, in other words, what you're doing is you're making that which you made stand. You're not building a structure. You're not the one because you cannot be the word. The word has its own mind. It calls you into something. It calls you to support a thing. And there is nothing as beautiful to me as just reading that scripture over and over again when it says many women. It's a beautiful thing. So I don't know when it turned to be men over women. Because the disciples, the twelve were men. And there was no reference of one of them. It said many women. So it's not today that women are the most supporters. He said, many women supported from their own means. And that closes the chapter. So those who argue with given or not, as long as we're in Christ, this is the pattern to follow. So it can't be a charity thing. It can't be, okay, guys, you know, in this house now, we want to um, buy shoe for our pastor. If that's not his ministry, he doesn't need a shoe. It needs to preach the gospel. And churches have debate. Um, how much should we pay our pastor per month? When you decide that, you're not supporting him. And you know I'm not saying this for myself. You can't meet and say, how much would you pay me a month? How? When we're not all tapped. How? I'm just saying, I don't mean to be rude. How? Because that means you define him. So I've seen those churches because some of them have come to meet me before. So they work out his monthly expenditure. They say, I'll send 500. So they calculate it and put extra stuff on it. They say, we love our pastor. You've defined the guy. You're not supporting him. He's the one to say, you know what? This month, we're going to do X, Y, Z. And God is going to bless all the women or men to do ABC. It's simple. Then they support it. So imagine Mary Magdalene say, um, I don't think, to, to make this thing straightforward, don't let us go through Samaria. Uh, let us go through Jericho. Because the transport fare through Samaria is a bit more expensive. And I found a ticket deal. Uh-uh. He must go through Samaria. So everything he must go through, she must support it. And that's how he increases. That's why God kept Joanna in the house of Herod's steward. This is how the blessing is formed in the church. These are the things I learned early in the given days. So, in, our, in, in my given to others, they will say, sign that, that, that gift. I don't sign none of those. I just think, no, I'm not gifting it to a body. There's no number. I'm not giving it to a number because that's the queen's problem. For me, if I'd met the man himself, I'll just give him the money. I don't, I don't care 
about every other thing that has been created, this is what I recognize, the gospel that you preach, Jesus. That's all. Imagine if all churches understand these things. Imagine if we chose our churches based on the fact that we know the word and we know they are proclaiming the kingdom, not another religion, not someone that left a church to start another because he's hungry with his pastor or people in the church. They are called. If that is the case, either it is businesses or persons attached, there will be a massive increase. But you see, there can also be a provision for you that you don't tap into because you don't know. This is why this is important. This is why this teaching is important. In other words, a person can live in inheritance for their son and because the son don't know there's any money for them anywhere, they can die in penury. But God says tonight to remind you, as I, I, I've told you this week, I'll start going into the wealth of nations and all that. This is how you've got to remind yourself, you've got to speak to yourself, the Phoebe's Club, the Giver's Club. It's not just how do we raise money. We don't, I don't care less. You can go to charity and stuff like that to raise money. But how do we preach the gospel? This is what our faith is based on. This is where our faith is soaked into. A pastor told me today, he said, um, I mean, a pastor told me, maybe not today actually. He says, look at our church building, it's there, it's so, so, so million debt free. He said, even though nobody comes anymore, even before COVID, nobody comes, but at least the building is there. I said, that's the church then. Does he preach to you or do you preach to it? Because I don't understand what happens on a Sunday. What happens? Do you sit there with your family and then the building preaches to you? Or do you just sit in there and say, huh, thank you. Anyways, so what is the gospel? And I'm saying that what this should have allowed you to do is break out of that shell, sell that thing off and go preach the gospel. Otherwise, you are no longer a pastor. You know, this is the gospel. This is a message. I think we're going to make 10 o'clock tonight. So what is the route to blessing? I did say extra, right? Extra. If you ever read Ezra chapter 8, maybe not tonight, you will see the heading in my own Bible is list of family heads returning with Ezra. So, but time will not permit us to get there. When he had, or should we get there tonight? Let's see if we can travel. So, at least I've established Luke chapter 1, I mean Luke chapter 8 verse 1 to 3, so that if anything attacks your given mind, you have scripture for it, and it's not based on love for pity or love for spark or da-da-da-da-da. It cannot be based on that. It's got to be based on, some of you... Look at the family heads or the people who head your houses or the people that you know even as friends and see how much their lives have changed. What changed them? Pity? No. The word, the preaching of this gospel. So you will hear one day I came into the church and pity was saying, that's my word. That's the word. And as long as their life is changing, I don't care if they were in gang or they never knew about gang, something changed in them. As long as that is happening, that is your water source. That is your spring. You cannot run dry. It's impossible because it will be inconsistent of scriptures. 
That's why Satan needs to try to shut you down. That's why Satan needs to try to shut our integrity down. Let me tell you, it cannot, Satan cannot shut my integrity down. You know why? I've not done anything wrong. I've only given and given, not taken. Never in my life sat down in a place and deprived the person of taking from them. Not once. And I'm not even counting on that righteousness just in case you're watching and you've done that. Your righteousness is not of your work. So I'm not trying to use that to justify me and say, look at me, I'm so perfect. No, far from it. I'm just saying that even as moral, which I, that morality I now commit to God, I've never... But the Bible says many are the affliction of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of it. So how do you know a righteous? He has afflictions too. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Meaning at the end of the day, not a single affliction will remain. But in affliction, it teaches you how to fight. Because you can choose to just be under duvet and shake. Or you rise up and say, I fight this to the end. In affliction also, it shows you those who are loyal, whose heart can fight real battle, who can confront powers that be based on the integrity of the word and knowing that we did everything according to the word. And now, when we then meet people who are more experts, they say, yeah, you did it according to the word, your charity, you're given, but that's not how the word works, sorry. It's not the, I agree, but it is the righteousness of the righteous that delivers them. But more importantly, the righteousness of Christ the word and say oh why were you giving to and you're not recording say because that's not why we give how anyways oh yeah, let's go on what were we gonna read let's see Ezra now the king as diseases you pronounced it better yesterday decree that all treasure verse 21 now I, King Artexas, decree that all the treasurers of Trans-Euphrates... Go, go for... Yeah, so yesterday we saw all that. Otherwise, it would take us more time. Where would the resource for the servants and the teachers of the world come from? The kings of the earth. The king of kings. You can find many kings, but you will not find king of kings. You only find one king of kings per time. So every journey is taking you to one person. So now I've broken it down. I've, what your power source is, is that the man of God is still able to preach the word of God in God's time. Do you understand that? So what we empower them to do is to preach the word of God in God's time. That's the source. That's the main source, right? Now break it down into your own life. Now what will keep sourcing you? What will keep watering you what we keep giving you the life and the prosperity and the finances now people just take their eyes out of this world and they begin to look at other things and right in the house i've seen them dry off time and time again and i'm wondering can you not just see it's very concerning the worries and the cares of this life just bombards people's and, and they are still in the house listening to the word but you're, they are not hearing it flesh is a dangerous thing very very dangerous flesh can bombard you with 10,000 afflictions in a moment 10,000 and you feel the whole world crash so you begin to listen to people that are already dry ground people that have no single drop of water people that are they are staying awake to go back to the well tomorrow morning 
to just quickly drink something and go back again. I don't understand. But please read from verse 25, I think. And you, Exor. In accordance with the wisdom of your God, which you possess, appoint magistrates and, just, and judges to administer justice to all the people of trans-Euphrates. Wait. Are you looking at what is going on and, or am I speaking to myself? This guy is just a teacher of the Lord. Do you see his address to start with? King of Kings to Ezra the priest. Now, the king is like something has possessed this king. In accordance with the wisdom of your God which you possess, appoints judges, the, the justice system, the social justice system, the policing system, is now committed to him. And what is most important is the business justice system, trans-Euphrates. That is trading route. He asked the minister of God. That's why I know we'll rule nations. He asked the minister of God to appoint magistrates and justice and judges. And those who, you know, commercial courts aha that's what i'm looking for commercial courts of the world it tells the priest of god around trans euphrates when i got to this scripture i thought it would be over israel across the trans euphrates all the seaports all the logistic people the priest of god will be the one to appoint who judges and will oversee who is right and who is wrong all will know the laws of your god and you are to teach any who do not know them. They legalize the word. Just like they are legalizing weed now. They legalized the teaching of the word. Let me tell you why I believe this is going to happen. You know you look at the word today and you think this can never happen. How? Because we limit God by our own exposure. And we create the Almighty according to our own image and form Him after our likeness. Why I know this would happen is the scripture. The glory of the latter house will surpass the former. Everything that was written before time is written for our good. So that we can know how it ends. Appoint magistrates and judges to administer justice. This is not going to be a war that is won by black race. It's not going to happen. It will be the priest of the Most High God. So don't let us waste our time with these things. It won't work. It will be another story. Some people will get rich through it. Then they are defending black lives. They will get rich and move on. It will be the priest of the Most High God. Appoint magistrate. This actually is shocking. That the king of kings appoints a man of God to appoint magistrate justice to trading routes. And he says, and administer justice over all those who know the law of God. The word will belong to those who know the word. And that's why God keeps teaching you the propensity. What is driving me to teach you like this? I don't even know. It is bigger than me, so it must be about you. God wants to teach you something, to teach the law of God. And those who don't know them, teach them, he says to them. Verse 26, or says to the priest. Whoever does not obey the law of your God and the law of the king must surely be punished by death, banishment, confiscation of property, or imprisonment. It's unbelievable and I don't even want to dwell on this. This will happen to the world. 
the moment they are referring to us as pastors now and they think that's a point of saying look at how faulty they are and they are pastors and they are pastors what they do not know is that when they crucified Jesus they said behold the king of the Jews because according to the pattern of God they must call him like that because if they don't he then cannot be the Messiah they are calling you pastors and that's why some people will run away and say oh, I'd rather not be pastor because then they can hold me down to something no this is what the God of Israel says the almighty God who owns the reigns of this world who owns everything in heaven and earth look at what would happen because you've been recognized at that therefore you are a priest of the most high God and what happens therefore is this that a time will come that those who don't know the law of God will be punished and it's upon them already this is growing every day this knowing of the law of God and the fact that God sees you as a teacher of the word is why and look what makes you a teacher of the word very simple Jesus went about preaching the kingdom seek ye first the kingdom of God all you're just saying to people by action and by word is the kingdom is more important than what you are chasing that's the gospel that's all so it's not the knowledge of Luke chapter 1 or da 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 da, da. this is where we're going and nothing can stop that no force in hell can stop this world from happening. God did not put this in scripture, allow it to be put in scripture because of Ezra. He's gone, he's dead long time ago. It's so that we, through the comfort of the scripture, might find hope. It is about us, it's not about Ezra. This is what God says. So sometimes it seems as if some business are not working for you or some job is not coming through. He wants you to know the word. But how am I going to give if I don't? I want to give that, that, that. He will give seed to the soul if you believe. He will make a way. He will give you wisdom. But he wants you to know the word. Do you understand these things? It would happen. When mockers hear it, mockers will say things like, well, you know, um, <laughs> they believe all those things, right? Did mockers know that a time will come in their life when I was saying it in February or whatever God has been saying, that a time will come that Liberia will be as touched as America? Did mockers know? No, they were just say, <laughs> what's that? But it happens to mockers and they are wallowing. They are wallowing in the vomit of their own mockery. That's mockers. Well, as we say, how possible. The same way what God said about 2020, the year of the wisdom of God, that all nations will be shaken. This is the same way it's going to happen. And the time for it to start manifesting is not long. It's not as long as you think. Mockers will mock, but this is what God has already decreed in heaven and I heard it. Is decreed that those who are sovereign, and this is why it cannot be everybody. It cannot be one thousand people in a church of one thousand. It's impossible. God will have a select few. But the good thing about God's select few is that you can choose to be it. If anyone therefore cleanses himself of the latter, he will be a vessel unto honor. That's what God says. So He said it's not. It's not dependent on some you know what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do for now maybe in your prayer life and you're giving and you know what is in your spirit that's what you respond to listen to mockers or listen to the future 
I so much love the end of this year. I'm telling you, it's so peculiar. It's like truly, if you choose to, God gave you the chance to ignore everything. Of course, Christmas. Christmas, they will celebrate Jesus, and I respect that. We celebrate that it was birth. I mean, it was born. I don't know if it was born on the 25th of December. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the whole world chooses a day to say thank you, Jesus, and thank you, God, for sending your son. And that's beautiful. The celebration of it is inconsequential. It is just holiday. Yeah. It's a choice. I feel like praying for you, but I need to get to Ezra chapter 8, so please, let's go. Meaning, finish verse chapter 7. The law of the king must surely be. Verse 27. Praise be. To the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who has put it into the king's heart to bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way, and who has extended his good favor to me. You see what is going to happen? The kings that will empower this to happen in your life, it will be put in their heart, not online. This is what God says. He has put it in the king's heart, not in his advisor's mouth. It is stamped in his heart. There are people who you don't know right now, but God is stamping you. So what I'm saying is preach the gospel. Speak about the kingdom. Don't be shy. Don't say, I just don't want them to ask me, is this that stagnation of people? Preach the gospel. If you are convinced this is right, speak the gospel. I'm the leader and I've looked at everything, the things you're accused of, even the things I'm accused of. And I can tell you, it is all machinations of hell. And if you pray, God will show you that. So speak the gospel boldly. It is to divert you from speaking the gospel to defending self. And defending self gets so bad that you, you will start by defending everybody. By the time Satan is true with you, you'll be defending yourself. They say, okay, maybe I can't talk about everybody, but me, I'm not like them, but I love God there. God, I just like the pastor. So it starts with you defending everybody. Say, no, 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 they are good people. They are good people. But then later you change your mind and say, oh, there are some people there though, but you start defending yourself. No, the gospel is one. He said, he has put it in the king's heart. Every blessing you see in scripture, you will see kings at the helm of decision. Do you see that you'll never see until the king breathes on someone, people don't favor them. People don't care. There's never a person made in scripture by many people. It's the king first. In the occasions where people have blessed the person, it's the king. He puts it in the heart of the king concerning Abraham. And Abraham left Egypt with mighty wealth. He put it in the heart of the king concerning Daniel. He put it in the hand of the heart of the king concerning Joseph. God told me to tell you there are more than 12 of you and that's what the tenth given, the commander, the nation, I mean this group, and I don't speak for the charity organization, I speak for me as Toby. What this group is given is we are saying we are the commander of the ten. And that is empowerment. That's enforcement of a order. Ten is the highest number. We've reached this this year. So you're not sitting in a place saying, well, you know, I hope they meet the target. No, we command the ten. The ten don't command us. 
you change the pattern because the hand of the Lord is upon that, that, that. I took courage actually read the verse 28 and who has extended his good favor to me before the king and his advisor first the king then his advisor God will put my favor in the heart of every king that make decision presidents of nation and their advisor that is what he said this given will do to me that's what he said in the twinkle of an eye, the kings and presidents of nations will start looking for me. And the advisors will begin to speak about me. And his advisor and all the king's powerful official, not the opposition party, the king's one, <laughs> talk to me. Because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, uh -huh. I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. Uh -huh. Chapter 8, NIV here. I don't know if you guys have a heading in your Bible. I would have read the heading as a verse. Yeah, go on. List of the family heads returning with Ezra. I love it. Then it began to list them. About 300, 400 people watching tonight. Let me tell you, you're not hearing this by accident. By the predetermined counsel of God, somehow for tonight, he planned that this is the direction. And he made me fast all through the day, not by my will, but predetermined counsel. So for me, it's a day of concluding or completing a given, a, remember I said a, a certain aspect of giving, and so I plan tonight to come with another word quickly. I thought I would start with extra and get into something else. But I feel that God wants to bless someone tonight. You're blessed already, but wants to do a work in you. <laughs> so I'm going to start praying. I don't want to speak for long anymore. For tonight, something shifting, something changing in you. And I keep mentioning my own giving, not to make you do anything that you don't want to do or stuff like that. And again, I'm not speaking on behalf of any charity organization. I speak as me. So you should give to charity if you have faith in that kingdom. But if you have faith in the word, this is what I stand for. It gives some to be apostles. I've had people abusing the nation family or spark nation before, but they all recognize something, including demons. They all recognize that, but as for that Toby guy or that pastor, is a is a man of God. That one we know, but blah blah blah. Then demons talk their own talk. Demons, angels, are witness to this. And how does the art of a man of God works? Have you ever wanted to see what is in Pete's head before? Like his mind, how does he think? How does he process? Let me put it simply this way. I just don't see any other thing than kingdom. I'm incapable. So whereas others see many things, I'm incapable even though I try. So that's why I go to business meetings and talks and it's so reassuring and it looks like, yeah, we do business. And the next day I just don't pick their call. And they're thinking, I don't get it. This is all because, and I say, oh, a week later, I'm saying, oh, sorry, man. I'm like, yeah, 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 let's do it now because I can't see any other thing outside of kingdom. 
I realized why God wired me that way is because it would send some addicted givers and their source has to be strong. So when he sends us to the nations, we travel with all our givers, every single person. And now, all I know is I know that you are here now. So my heart, let your voice be all I hear now. Spirit, breathe like the wind come of your way. Because I know that you are here now. All I know is I know that you are here now. Still my heart, let your voice be all I hear now. Spirit, breathe like the wind come of you. You know what I just saw, what God just taught me? I didn't wake up today thinking, let me go first and complete the giving. The way we've been given is, is taught me different ways and place to give into so i've been doing it without consciousness like i'm just doing it without countings yeah that's the word without counting but i clocked that today completes what i've been asked to do in a certain uh, on a certain thing so it's not let's let me complete today and let me just fast no and fasting means that i not eating and I've got I'm, I've been everywhere and then sitting down to speak for two hours this is what he taught me as I'm worshipping just now it shows fasting is a demonstration and he wanted me to share this with you that's why I'm saying it fasting is a demonstration of total weakness you are not fooled so he had to cause something to make you weak so that he can show his strength. What I saw as I closed my heart is singing that is in different homes and in places, people just saying, let me hear your voice about my role and walk in this gospel, in this assignment. Put more faith in me. Let your voice be all I hear. I don't want to hear any other voice. I don't want to hear the voice of culture or tradition or, or, or family or fear or the future. I just want to hear you. And this is what I see happening in all the houses tonight. Let your voice be all I hear. Let your voice come alive in me. Breathe on me so that where I have seen that this is my given limitation, you, you've got another plan for me, show me. Let your voice. So that doesn't come from the head of worry or anxiety. It doesn't come from, oh, what am I going to do? No, there's something right there in your spirit right now. And God is touching that thing and making sure that why sacrifices are not big deals for us. And so we've been given daily. That's not because we have a stockpile. Those who know me know I've never had stockpile. Never. Not once. Imagine 15 years, no stockpile of anything. 
just a stockpile of the word. Even the word, it doesn't allow me to stockpile it. That's the problem. You know, you get a revelation and you think, you know what? Whoa, I'm going to use this next Sunday. Then someone calls and you share the word with them and say, oh, gone already. I'm going to have to think again. I'm going to have to. You can't even stockpile that. And you realize the more you give it, the more it increases. Not on top of money. Increases here. Let your voice be all I hear now. Spirit breathe like the wind Come out of your way Cause I know that you are here now I need the next verse actually That's what I'm looking for So God, I know that you are here now. That's right. Fix my eyes on the things that I can't see now. All I see is the glory of your name. Because I know that you are here now. And so, God, I know that you are here now. Fix my eyes on the things that I can't see now. All I see is the glory of your name. Oh, Father, tonight in Jesus' name, I want to give you a minute to just pray in the Spirit everywhere, everyone, in the name of Jesus. Why do I feel like tonight is a given night? And I don't know. I don't know how you give. I don't know what the coordination apart from is. I don't know what it is. I honestly don't. But I feel there is something happening in the realm of the spirit. You cannot be poor. I feel like the spirit of God just wants me to repeat that. Apart from those who are not taking up their work. Those who are not sensitive to the spirit. They're sensitive, there's harvest. Those who reap, draw wages. That they may have seed for eternal life. Father, I, in the name of Jesus, pray for everyone who provides for this word here. Father, tonight, let them have a born-again encounter like they've never had before. I do not ask them for money. No, I do not. Listen, I'm not asking you for money. It's faith can be demonstrated through anything. I'm not here soliciting any finances. So let that be on record. Solicit faith. Faith in what? The word. That's what I solicit. I just feel like the hand of God is doing a work everywhere. I feel like overnight tonight, God is going to put some of us in the heart of kings and presidents and decision makers and king of kings i feel that is going on right now because there's a determination on your giving something you've already made up your mind about i feel our companies god is imprinting them where the hand of man cannot reach is the heart of major men now in jesus name i command this to be so in the name of jesus christ so 
I invoke the word that I've been preaching for time, preaching this gospel to you. I also invoke the fasting of today and the giving of today to open up doors, iron doors, gates of iron, gates, iron bars to open it up for you in the name of Jesus Christ. I command it to be so. So please, don't say, I've heard criminal records, so I can't get this, I can't get that. That's the woman at the well. She can't get anything, but she could get Jesus. And that was the beginning of her life. So don't mourn on the things that you can't get. Mourn on what you can get. So others can get a job, but you can get a word. He's given you a word. How much do you value this word? Just let's pray tonight. I, I want you to pray in the spirit. It's like I can see almost all homes tonight. I can see what is going on there. I didn't think that, you know, God's work is mysterious. Again, that's why it's a mysterion. It's, it's a short mouth. Never thought I was fasting today. I just thought it's been a busy in court day without appetite as well. That's a propensity. And it just concluded a given to the place in my life where I've seen the hand of God in giving to that ministry. I've seen it almost immediately. Concluded with a fast. Everything turns around from tonight. For our good. When we wake up in the morning, it will be victory and testimonies and hope on doors and breakthrough. So whatever your formation is tonight is the best time to go the maddest. I didn't think I'm coming on Wednesday to tell you all these things. I didn't think I'm coming on Wednesday to fast and complete a given. Never thought. And God Almighty is my witness. But something said to me as I was lying down preparing for the service. He said, just look, forget prayer. Forget because I was struggling. What am I going to teach tonight actually? I don't know. I'm weak now. I'm weak, Lord. I'm weak. He said, just forget about thinking. Forget about praying. Forget about your meditation sign those in court checks and send it just finish it and go downstairs and do what I ask you to do I ask that God will be a testimony of this just play the keys and I want everyone praying in the spirit for one minute all mobilizers I need you to pray for one minute in the spirit the power that will make you go beyond target this morning is supernatural it's not natural everyone every soul Every Mary, every Mary Magdalene, every Johanna, the wife of Susan, um, the wife of Chooser, every Susanna, and the many women, the power of God, the anointing of the Spirit, I command it to rest upon you right now. The power of the New Testament church, the power of Jesus Christ, rest upon you in this dimension right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command that to be so now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I command oil. I command supplies from where you do not expect. I command grace to flow freely in, in eternal life measure. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke every spirit of doubt, every limitation spirit, every poverty spirit. We rebuke you, every fear. I command you to go in the name of Jesus. And Satan, we command in Jesus' name, take your hands off our money, take your hands off our resources in the name of Jesus. 
We thank you for angels that bring forth resources to us. We thank you for angels, spirit, ministering spirit. We thank you because they bring forth money and resources in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. We receive, praying the Holy Spirit, if you may, for the next 30 minutes, receiving. And then in, in the middle of that, just speak words to yourself. I receive. I know my role. I receive in Jesus' name. Remember, this is not doing more. This is receiving. Receiving. Yes, I draw wages, but in Jesus' name I confess that I draw wages that I may have seed for eternal life. I receive the word. I confess that the word is the ultimate in my life. I confess that the word is my major source, not a job. The word, the word, the word. I walk in it. I thrive in it. I excel in the word. I understand the word. I know the word. I recognize the word as the word. The word is my Messiah. I accept that tonight. I receive the gospel. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Christ. I believe in the finished work of Christ on the cross. I believe that Jesus is my Messiah. I receive and I believe him in the name of Jesus. You've confessed that. You've spoken that. Remember that your sufficiency is not of you. It, it's amazing how time just moves first. Your sufficiency is of the word. These things that you're hearing. And that's why we also say words like, I believe in my man of God. I believe. So if Peter is sitting in front of you and you don't believe he's a man of God, then don't, don't, don't believe none of this. But if you believe, then you say, I believe that's my man of God. It's just that simple. It was the same way I've demonstrated and said, you see Pastor Sam, you see Pastor Nicky, you see Pastor this, you see Pastor that. As a man of God, I know. So I believe my man of God too. My son into KCM and Co. is my demonstration that I believe these are men of God. I know it. I told you yesterday that the internet has a million and one things to say some years ago. This, that, 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 that. But... <laughs> They are not other people's men of God. They are my own men of God. I told you a vision I saw the other time. I, I mean, it's about a year or two years ago. In that dream, I was wondering about it and I said to myself, I've won the gospel of Christ in the area of prosperity. I want prosperity, finances. And the Lord took me to the house of another preacher who is a son to where we saw to is a son is a multi-millionaire too but I was in his house I can almost describe how his house looks like because I saw it and I told him what I wanted and he told me that they said what you want is too much but I'll take you to the house of brother Kenneth there you can find it there it will speak so these kind of encounters encounters how do I deny it something is going to happen to me whatever day I see it in dreams I know it and some God says okay you can change this the other one God says you can't because it's got to be part of the journey there's nothing I can do about it. so I know there is a grace in this house I bless all the businesses and the ones that are still in the spring of life in you today I declare today my own given night because again it's not planned and I bless it. I command springs of water, sources that we never thought of. 
waters out of the mountain, out of the rock, out of hard places. And some of you doing a work you've been doing for too long, I command a shift in Jesus' name. Like, you shift to the next level of greatness and breakthrough from tonight. I established that tonight, the 23rd day of the 12th month of the year of the wisdom of God. I command it to be so. So worry less, be agitated less, rest in the word because it will happen. The future is the enemy of the present. In other words, when you begin to think about the future, your peace is taken away in the present. The past also is an enemy because it makes you feel afraid like you're going to make the same mistake. You are not in Christ. I just feel something happened tonight. I believe my man of God. I believe. I honestly believe. I believe. Those who open my eyes to the fact that God can prosper a person financially just by sowing and the word I believe. And I demonstrated that faith. I finished demonstrating it in court, finishing court for to start, of course, today. It's blessing upon blessing. We're going to wake up into miracles. We're going to wake up into victory. God is going to defeat the enemy on our behalf publicly. That's what God is going to do. Kings will come to the shining of our brightness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe my money is in the mouth of my prophet. He says things over my life. I told you we've never even met. He says things. I believe it. I receive it from however I watch. And I believe it. I don't... I, because I don't confide in flesh and blood. I don't call my dad from home and my mom and say, oh, you know, what are you thinking? I don't. I believe that I'm supposed to be the, a blessing to those ones too. So we cannot deliberate. I'm supposed to be a blessing. I believe. And you know, this is not a respect of age, you know. It's got nothing to do with age. Yeah, I believe. I believe, my man of God. I believe. So, what tells you you need a man of God in this world? Who told you you needed a mentor? If a mentor, and I've taught a lot about mentorship, if a mentor can do that much, your man of God sees 10 times, 100 times more than mentor. Because mentor at best would only be an expert in one field, it doesn't mean his marriage is good. It doesn't mean his health is good. But the man of God has everything. Every single thing. The complete counsel of God. Life cannot go wrong. Let's play anything you want to play. I just want to be sure that it clicks in my spirit that I finished. Meaning I finished the word for tonight to start a word tomorrow. I believe. I believe. You know, he's working something out in my life and he was working something out in yours. So speak the gospel. Don't argue with people about how good Spark is or not. Speak the kingdom. Speak kingdom. So put names on these blessings, sir. I want to, to be, to be honest, these, some things you say that comes right. I want to, but I'm agitating. Holy cabra dosa mandeli cabra haya. 
Shabade boko sobra hande liakataya. Mazupra ye kastobra hande. I see people's feet being ordered into your businesses, but most importantly, into your families. Let me see what families are on and active and alive tonight. Leading feet of people who can now come and be comfortable and know that they will drink of the water of life. Stop trying to use flesh. Flesh will not work. Flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom. Where are the houses tonight? Quickly. The Strucker's house. Malia Kata. Shali Briande. COD. The Elite family. Connect. The Pulse family. Reviver. Pulse. Pulse. Recruitment, pause, house of family, power base, house of family, house of family, house of family, gold house extension. I see the oil of the blessing, liberation house, liberation house, COD family, gold house, connect family. Oh, I feel the anointing right now, the kingdom castle. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Messiah, power base, power base, life, help us house, life, pillars of wealth. I call upon the God that has been faithful to me, to this work, 15 years now, oh God. The works that you've done, this is what I ask you for tonight, overnight tonight. Break the shackle of hell by the power of this given. Confront the enemy and make it public and let all these things that I see flow towards this way. Let your angels throw out, throw out life. The Kali house, life. You know, you know the things that food business cannot bring you, but it will lead people. People will begin to lose in that business and sell to you for nothing. Love house. This is the blessing that I see. It's the blessing. Begin to walk in it. I've just spoken for Kali House now. The treasure house, Leicester. Oh God. From the small of you, from the young of you to the old. Dreams, dreams that will be specific. Heal it out. Dreams that will be specific. Those who are called to be billionaires from the onions to, to whoever. I call you into that office now. I was the one that called you. God through me called you into pastoring. I call you into the billionaire office. I call you tonight. That your spirit heard this call in Jesus name. Function. It's a power-based function, just function the life of God. I'm asking for souls in Ireland, souls that people will just begin to gravitate towards you in Ireland supernaturally and they won't even know how and why. This will not be social media, it will be the media of heaven. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Love house, Malika Bradoza Mandelika Taya. Shade de Boko Soto Priaka. Shaliaka Taya. Ricando Roboko Soto. Icaliano Roboko Soto Priaka. Oh God. I see God has extension. Fire. New fire. Fire. God has extension. The, you would, the, the more you get supernatural, the richer you get. Do you understand that God has extension? The more you get supernatural, supernatural dimension, supernatural, the more you get supernatural, the richer you get financially is God has extension listening to me. Oh God. The more you get supernatural, the more you get wealthy and wealthy and wealthy and no demon will be able to, to stop you in the name of Jesus. This is the prophetic. I speak it. Endless flow, endless flow of resources, endless flow of people. I see a house tonight, people are just flowing towards you. It's like you grew to a thousand within a minute. Endless flow of people, resourceful people. The blessing is working all over the nation family. Everything called the past ends with you. It ends this year. Power. Power, power over every house, over every leader. I pray for the Phoebes. I pray in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Power beyond your own, beyond your own imagination. Oh Jesus. You know, I believe I told Pastor Shadia years ago, you're destined to be a multi-millionaire. Let me tell you. Heaven and earth may pass away. There's nothing that will stop it. And you have less than 12, 12 months, man. It's closer. This is what I see tonight. I, I didn't think this is what God is going to do tonight. But it makes me believe more in the power of the seed. What do we sing tonight? Every burden being removed, everything that slows us down, being broken by the power of the anointing, every doubt being lifted. Yes, of course, from Phoebe's to WOTC to every carcass there, the blessing, the power of God. It will break every chain and every yoke and everything that limits us. This is what God is doing in the realm of the spirit. And I want to go. Imagine, I've not eaten all day. I'm not complaining. But I want to go. I want to eat. But, but I feel that he's just going to click something in that area so I can start anew. 
from here on, from this month, nothing will be difficult. You know, there are some things in life that are difficult. You will achieve things easier now. That's what the command of the tent, that's it does. You will achieve things easier. And God tells me to tell the Givers Club and all, don't let the many women reduce because that's the pattern. Remember that when Jesus got to Jessamine, he put eight, three, one. Because God must see that pattern in order to bless. So, oh God. Oh God, I hear you. So, in the judgment of our, because what does the world need right now? This economic power to face the evil that the golden image that Gates made. It's going to be with ease. Whatever you write down tonight over the next 12 months, you will give it with his. And there's no bank, no police, no one will be able to stop us. There are instruments that Satan can enter sometimes and use, and it is not senseless. He uses also our not understanding the system and being crafty. He uses it to attack. That's normal. That's part of warfare strategy. He's fighting a war. Arise tonight. Arise tonight. So what God says is that it would defeat everything on that side overnight. Things will fizzle away as if they never happened. That's right. I'll sing that as I close tonight. You know that's the power song. According to the walking that he did when he resurrected, when he raised Jesus from the dead. So can you break free from your own shell tonight? Can you break free from your own what you think you can do by yourself your mistakes your debts your past your can we can you think along with me tonight i know i know there's a work going on tonight and i've always known you know sometimes i cast my mind but let me before you sing that let me say this you know sometimes you know the word but you still don't know the word so for me upstairs i'm saying god I don't know what to say to them. I'm so weak. I'm so weak. But I also know my head is telling me in my weakness, your strength, my strength, God's strength is shown more. But I'm thinking, no, no, it can't be tonight. That won't always work all the time, you know. But now I see his strength tonight. I see what he was is trying to do. I see why he weakened me. Because he wants to do something that is not my mind or my plan or my will. Hey. Hey, hey, it's not where you draw wages from right now. I've just seen mountains bursting with fresh water. God told Moses that night, they said they were thirsty. God said, point the rod to the, to the rock. The rod is the word. He said, point it to the rock. It's a hard place. It's called London City. So I knew that I've not finished my work here. I know it. And still not finished yet. So I've got to point this rod to the wall, to the rock. And someone say, can water come out of the rock? It comes out tonight. Except if God has not called me. Overnight tonight there will be victories. God is going to do what only he can do. And all the forces of hell. I told you some months or so ago, I heard the command in hell. They, Satan just said, whatever it takes, get him. 
use anything. Because I know they've got to get me. I know. But guess what? The power of the seed is why nothing can touch me. It's not going to work. But guess what? That same power releases water for you from the rock. I believe my man of God. I believe, and I need to reaffirm this. I believe in all. I believe in Christ in all the families. I believe in the call over all the families that as long as it's not the machinations or imagination of man. Remember that we didn't start doing this family thing because we thought, oh, it would be a smart idea. They formed. The more I preached, the more these families formed. So there's no family that can fail unless it's not formed by the word. Paul's cannot fail. It is formed by the word the houses as much as Satan is attacking it and trying to to pull it down <laughs> remember that they all came out of preaching I'm preaching the word so there's never been a day that I came out and told you guys I have an idea guys no we're preaching we're preaching then we got into trap houses and all that it's the word so Paul's cannot fail um, power base cannot fail so I'm reaffirming that I believe in Paul's family I believe in power base family I believe in the elite family I believe in the COD family and I believe in the connect family the blessing is on you tonight in the name of Jesus everyone among you now that we see Jesus the function I believe in the living stone choir I believe I believe in the ocean department. I believe. I believe in every department from Kalimanchi to Naishio to WOTC to the Phoebe's because it came out of the word. It's not just let's form a group that can support PT. No, it's the word. Therefore, if it is the word, I command it to function. I believe in the poet group. So I'm not giving up on any family or any group or any of the business or businesses that your ends are from. No matter how much the devil has attacked them, I command it to rise in Jesus' name. I command every commander of the tent to begin to function. It is the word that brought us to saying is the ten lines this morning. I command you to function. I command you to rise out of fear rise into boldness and faith and exploits in the name of Jesus the protocol department every every group of families that Satan has tried to infiltrate with the spirit of doubt and caution I rebuke that spirit in Jesus name I command faith to rise now in Jesus name I curse my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me I see his wounds his hands his feet my savior on the cause and dream his body bound and drenching tears they laid him down in Joseph's tear the entrance sealed 
stone Desire still And all alone Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God Oh, praise His name forevermore For endless days We will sing your praise Oh Lord, oh Lord our God Then on the third, 23rd At break of dawn The Son of heaven rose again Oh trample death Where is your sting? The angels were for Christ the King. Oh, praise the name, oh, praise the name. Lord our God, oh, praise His name forevermore. sing your praise oh lord oh lord our god he shall return he shall return in robes of white the blazing sun shall pierce the night and i will among the saints my gaze transfixed on Jesus face he shall return he shall return in robes of white the blazing sun shall pierce the night and I will Amongst the saints, my gaze transfixed on Jesus' face. Can I say something with all humility? And I think I said this before. In the first coming, whatever you call Spark Nation in the first place, it's very simple. Let's know. Let me tell you. Today is the 23rd, and what God told me to do for that side of giving, the daily giving, was five. But make it daily, he said. He said, make it daily. Sometimes I wonder why. Just let me do it. He said, make it daily. Because it's the number five. And in the middle of it is the number three. And of course, that means it hence the second ten. Now, this is why this is important. I told you before that what it used to be is just Pastor Buki playing the keys and me speaking. Imagine Livingstone all here that and say, oh, wow, okay, yeah, I um, lost my voice. I'm cool. um, I can't make it. I can't get home. You just missed something. Because you were here to worship, and I didn't want to mention that so you can imagine I'm avoiding it, but so that someone can wake up to it. I was going to just take someone that you had the chance of being the personal worship, but you missed it. 
because it's missed once it's spoken about. Now, that doesn't mean it's destroyed. He has another space and another space and another space. And God always gives chance. But this is like the second making. So, in 2020, three dimensions or, or whatever dimension or four of spark or whatever name it ends. The commanders of the ten rises. No wonder he said, do you know, let me tell you, do you know how the 20 days word came about? Honestly to God, it was not premeditated. It was not thought. It's a propensity. I was watching Pastor Sam, one of his teaching one morning, and as he was speaking, I just said, I'm going to do 20 days of word. It was a pool. Honestly, I didn't think of the year 20. I didn't think about Adam and Eve. I didn't think of anything I started with. God was trying to recreate us. So then, another pool. This is the last time, meaning not last. This is the last or least of time to be preaching for 20 days. I'm telling you. I just wanted to close the year and say, let me rest. Face some things that we need to fight through and just hand this thing and just focus on blah, 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 blah. But it's 23rd. It's today. Today is the giving night. In Jesus' heaven right now, tonight, that's the only thing he's doing. So I never thought of 20. Everything I told you about 10, about 4, about abrasion and this and that, I never thought of it. I didn't know what to preach for 20 days. No. I just said 20. Now it's don't imagine it's just coming to my mind that oh this is 2020. Of course, I've used it in many other dimensions, but that the 20 days word, you would have thought yeah, it's just to coronate with the fact that it's year 2020. I never thought of that. I don't know where 20 came from. Honestly, before God woman will give an account. I don't know. And many of the things that have happened to us in the I don't know. How, how much can I tell you I don't know? And in the same vein, I got that it's the commander of the 10. So he said 10 lines. And I didn't know this revelation about 10. Just like I was sitting there on Sunday night, I mean Sunday morning, and all the revelation about four started rushing to me. And I started knowing all the album of four, just sitting there listening to worship. Worship is so powerful. You know, sometimes I step downstairs and I don't know. And it's not just worship of singing, it's fellowship. You're coming down, you're discouraged, you're tired, you've thought, oh, how do I communicate this word again? It will be repetition of that. Then you get here, you get into whatever room, and someone is speaking, and every revelation starts rushing fellowship. I don't know how, how much to thank you, Angie, for that. I don't know how much I can say that I don't know ask the Holy Spirit he will tell you he does that guy there doesn't know I don't and the proof of that of what that tells me is that look forget about me what that tells me is that there are some of you that are destined for something it is that pool that is pulling me to be me it's you forget me because if you hear that, it's, oh, there's a special assignment for you. No, there are some of you, I lie not in the Holy Ghost, that God destined for something major. 
And it's that pool that is making this happen. So it's not in my own perfection. It's not me. I'm telling you. <laughs> Guys, what else do you want me to say tonight? Freely you gave me. Is that what you say? Yeah, we will do that. These things you can only believe by your spirit. I submit to you tonight, friends, that all of these things, honestly to God, I don't know. And I want to pose to you and make me look great to tell you, I study, I pray, I live right, da, 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 da. I don't. I don't know. I don't study. I can't. Look, how much of this can I study? I remember finishing on Sunday. P.O. looks at me and says, you didn't study that. Don't tell me that. I say, I didn't. You didn't study that. It's just that we start one verse and every other verse just start clicking in. Everything just start joining. And the same thing is happening to you at home. You're just joining things and saying, okay, okay, I honestly, so if they want to imprison us or kill us as part nation, I think they should because I'm just saying, honestly, I don't know what I started. I don't know what this is. I don't know. Imagine police and authority asking one of the first questions is, what is Spark? <laughs> Imagine. It, the only place I've seen that is scriptures when they ask Jesus this question. What is Spark? I thought you arrested the guy for stealing a shoe. So what is Spark? With all the intelligence you have in this world, you can fly a airplane and be finding out things. What do you mean, what is back? Your chief superintendents have been there sitting in front. Did you not see that in picture? I don't understand. Yeah, you, you sat there. Everybody sat there. I was the one in the middle of them. Like, I'm here, like, and the one on the left, one on the right, like the two teeth and Jesus in the middle. Your own people. Your own bosses. The ones that know that are more intelligent than the little guys in, in, in the little police station that know all these findings will end in futility. For why? We have seen. We know. So if I were you, if your boss has been to something and you want to know what it is, would I not go to my boss and say, hey, by the way, what is it? You ain't there. It's on picture. everywhere someone has been a spa for 50 years ago and it comes if he steals a, a, a pizza and said what is spa imagine the old world trying to know what is spa and I've come to a place tonight where I can tell you that I don't lead this I don't know what this is I don't know are you hearing my heart tonight or do I just sound like a guy that is ranting so I submit and if I've, if I've looked like the guy who knows what he's doing I repent, I'm telling you I don't so be careful about following this because I, I don't know anymore, I don't know so please, I won't mind if you leave the group chat now because honestly I don't know because maybe some of you are followed because you are sure this guy knows what he's doing, honestly I don't know because the last thing I want to do is to lead word for 20 days and be sowing every day. And for I do not know. So again, if I've come across as the guy who knows anything, everything and who knows where you're going, I repent now. You can hear me. I don't know. I don't know. So I've come to a place to say, Lord, you know what? 
Yeah, I will just, <laughs> I, I surrender. Imagine if BT is still saying in 2020, I, I've got to surrender. Because each time God moves in a dimension, I want to figure it out and be able to explain. But now I'm saying, God, I'm tired. And the thing is, I heard God speak back to me tonight. You know, earlier tonight, you know when your head wants to say, look, I'm dealing with a lot. I'm tired. I'm tired. I heard the Holy Spirit just say, you know you are not tired. Seriously. And I said, you know what? I'm not even tired. Like, me, dear, police, I know in my heart, you know, but, but something tells you just, look, I say, I'm tired of all this stress, man. But I think the Holy Spirit just laughed and said, but you know, you know you want to go downstairs now and preach. And you know that you can still face like 50 times more police. Like it gives you an Andre Lear and you can face it for people. You know you're not tired. So I said, yeah, I know I'm not tired actually. I'm actually excited on this slide. But I need to just say, like everybody says it, Lord, I'm tired, Lord. I want to do it too because it makes you feel But Seriously, I, I'm not... <laughs> I said it. I can just eat tonight and come back at 1 p.m. I'm telling you, I mean 1 a.m. Seriously, honestly, I'm not tired at all. I'm not. But then there's a tightness of me just saying, you know what, in this fun, something says in my heart, oh, you're just tired of all these people that ask you for money all the time. Actually, to be honest, I can say that, that makes me human. But actually, I look for, when I, my DM is quiet of people asking, I'm thinking, ah, do they think I don't have any more? I wonder what's going on. I'm honestly not, not tired. <laughs> I can still face media more times. I can still face whatever more times. And honestly, questioning looks like fun. Because it makes you go, I don't know, I don't know. But I'm just saying, hey, don't take me seriously. I said, don't you just want peace for once? Yes, I do, but define peace. I'm just gisting with you and I've prayed with you. <laughs> and I will fall. So, Lord, we're saying tonight, Lord, as pity, I fall at your feet. Do your work. Do what you have to do. Just give us strength. At your feet. And I will worship you. Give strength to those who are weary, oh God. On the day five, two plus three, five, grace. Grace, 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 abundance of grace, overflowing grace. I think that's what I saw for again. Unlimited grace for you. Freely you gave it all for us. Surrendered your life upon that cross. Great is your love, poured out for us. This is our God. Lifted on high from death to life. Forever our God. His glorified servant and king rescue the world. This is our God, and I will fall at your feet. Are there people joining me tonight to fall at his feet? I don't know what to do anymore, and that's not out of confusion. That's not out of 
problems. That's just saying, Lord. I will fall at your feet. I thank you for Mary Magdalene. I thank you for those who have seven demons. I thank you also for Joanna, the wife of Chusa, those who seem to have a perfect life. And I thank you for Susanna that represents all other women. I thank you for all of them. We receive all of them in the nation family with thanksgiving. I thank you for victory overnight because this is the number five, two and three. Perfected in what you asked me to do on this day. Father, we seal it up by the Spirit. Give God praise tonight, if you will. Praise God. Let me see. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. There's going to be some overnight victory. There's going to be grace. There's going to be outpour of grace beyond measure. In the name of Jesus. Praise God and praise God and praise God and praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Oh God, I, now I feel something has clicked. Now I can go. It's more like it has to reach three hours. There's no way I was coming downstairs thinking of three hours. I was tired. No way. No way. Praise God. Praise God. If you believe, praise God. So pick up your phone and call your leaders, call your family heads, call the ten heads. And say, I hope I'm part of the commander of the ten. Pick up your phone and do that. <laughs> the harvest of nations, people are texting me. I know it, they are coming from everywhere. Everywhere. Remember, this is not dependent on your goodness. So even if the word has corrected your eat you as living store or anyone tonight, don't do you dare take out of the word tonight, just shortcomings. Oh God, I miss don't do it. Just ask the Holy Spirit now. What do I do now? Just let the spirit lead you, not flesh. Once it's 11, I'll share the grace and let you go. So I can, you know, my own work with God is like taking the, what do you guys feel? Time shift, work shift or stuff. We used to sign that as kitchen porters. You say, I've done four hours today. Uh, stuff like that. So I expect, this will switch off in a minute. So I expect a lot of payment. <laughs> yeah the blessing is on you praise God the word becomes clearer and clearer praise God praise God praise God praise God praise God where are you going to read something talk to me First John 1 from verse 1 uh -huh. the incarnation of the word of life she hasn't done Matthew, Mark, Luke and John by the way I have to repent and say that I, I didn't say to yesterday out of pride I didn't want my Bible reader to, because that's embarrassing on me but let's just be clear so I repent and I confess that yeah <laughs> talk to me and if you've not done your Matthew, Mark, Luke and John go do it it's simple look don't let's go through the story of I've done it I've not done it I've not oh, sorry sorry no don't be sorry just do it simple yeah just do it finish it one of the best ways to do it you know those bible reading on audio uh -huh. just play it and be reading the scripture so you follow it as at its at its pace so it's in your spirit not in your head that will make it easier for you talk to me that which was from the beginning 
which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. Thank you. Yeah. Which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. Yeah. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. Yeah. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, uh. which was with the Father and has appeared to us. Awesome. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, yeah. so that you also may have fellowship with us. Wow. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Amazing. So I speak this word to you to make my own joy complete, therefore. Because that which I've seen, I've seen this 15 years. So I'm not dying. So I see you're preaching and talking as if you're dying. I'm not dying. I'm not going to die. I'm going to be here for a while, a long time. I'll say, if I die, die. Just make sure that Pastor Sam sits here tomorrow. Don't go and waste time in the funeral dancing around because I'll just be watching and slapping everybody left, right, and center. So it won't work. I'm just telling you now, it's not going to work because I'm going to say, so what conference, you guys, you've made all my work to be in vain. It's not deep. I'm telling you now. And I say, but you keep saying that. No. I can't die before my time, before I fulfill purpose. But just to let you know how important the word is to me. So you, you, start, you guys start doing rally on some conference, on some dead body, which is Toby that has left this body. I'm slapping everybody, slapping you left, right, and center, and throwing mad stones. Are you saying, what are you doing? Have you sown? Did you sow? Are you sowing? Are you living? So I'd rather be thrown like a Muslim. I'm telling you now, let the guy go. Let him breathe. Let him rest. Don't do t-shirts and mugs. Don't, don't do it. Just wear your Fendi and go to hear the word. What is that to a dead person? Those who love you, but they are paranoid and I say, don't say it, don't say it. I have three, three things to fulfill, pastor church, lead a nation, and lead a generation. That's what he's called me to do. Should he change his mind? I'm also still hoping to, okay, it's past 11 now, started talking nonsense, right? <laughs> I love you, God bless you now. May the grace, and I love the scripture Pastor Faith just read, that which we've seen and handled, we commit and we declare to you. In Jesus' precious name. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, don't do sight, don't do, ah, as this guy saying, I'm saying that I will live for a long time and I will proclaim God's word because there are still things that you should know. So only pity can say these things. I'm just prepared for everything. I just want to know that at any point I've done the will of God. It's just simple. Okay, now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship, so that you may have fellowship with us. You know what that word means? It said, we declare to you so that you may have fellowship with us. So the things I share with you so that we can partake of this fellowship, the signs, the exploits, the prosperity that you see in the peace, so that you can have the same fellowship. Now, that fellowship rests on you. Amen. I love you all. Have a beautiful night rest. God bless you. 
and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs>